0: Hi, this is Mark with Absolute Software Product Marketing, and welcome to the Absolute Undeletable podcast, where we discuss everything you need to know about Absolute's undeletable endpoint security platform, the only solution on the market that secures your data, devices, and applications with an unbreakable connection to every endpoint on and off your network. Today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2020, and today's podcast guest is Jason Short, Vice President of Product Management at Absolute. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mark. Good to be here. Glad you're joining us. Uh, Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, big day for everybody. you have any big plans?
1: I do. We're going to try our first family-wide Zoom-style Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, We set a a little screen at the end of our table. We're going to try to keep our three-year-old from uh, putting mashed potatoes on the camera. And... (laughs) See how it goes.
0: Well, I'm sure it'll be an enjoyable, it's a challenging time, obviously, for everybody, but I wish you and your family a wonderful Thanksgiving, and uh, uh, glad you actually could spend some time with us today to go through some exciting news um, at Absolute. A couple of weeks ago, um, a new release, 7.14, of Absolute's popular endpoint security pl- uh, platform was released. Let's uh, talk about it in detail, because it's got some exciting features, but let's start off with what's new in the 7.14 release.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, is, uh, this is now our third release that we've done kind of in a work-from-remote environment, and uh, we are definitely getting the hang of going through usability testing and and, and whatnot, uh, all remote. Uh, but in this release, we've got a few big items. Uh, the first is we're releasing a brand-new software inventory. Uh, one of the things that we're finding during COVID is, and just work from home in general is that a lot of users who didn't have local admin access have been given that just so that they can download and and utilize the tools that they need. And so performing those uh, software inventory, and really a source of truth of of what's on those machines is becoming more important. And and to support that, one of the things that we've launched is a brand new software inventory, making it a little bit easier uh, for our customers to understand exactly what is installed on every machine in their environment. Uh, We also, uh, and we'll talk I'm sure a little bit more about this because it's one of the big items for the release, is uh, web usage for enterprise. We started the year early on releasing web usage for our education customers who are trying to understand and evaluate and and ensure that students uh, going through remote learning were really paying attention and spending the time that they needed to on websites And, and we've heard quite a request out of our enterprise customers. We had to retool the, the feature just a little bit to better fit the needs of, of an enterprise customer, uh, but have released web usage for enterprise to do really the same thing to help understand exactly how much time people are spending on those critical corporate uh, resources like uh, Salesforce or Concur or uh, workday and and ensure that customers are getting their full uh, return on the investment they're making in those SaaS based tools. Uh, we've also continued to add more applications to our application persistence library, uh specifically Palo Alto Global Protect and, and NetScope continuing to enforce and reinforce the tools that our our IT teams and security teams use to maintain connection and control on those devices. Uh, We've also added some additional functionality and and usability uh, with the way that actions happen in our console, uh, providing more capabilities for somebody to send out actions more broadly to their devices, and then uh, if need be to pull those actions back and cancel them before they've been implemented on the device. Uh, We have uh, a few items that we have either continued in tech preview uh, or had just released a tech preview that uh, we're excited to bring to our, uh, our customers in the next few months.
0: Now, we're going we're gonna to get into some, a few of these items in a, a little bit of a deeper detail in a second, Jason. But the question I have for you is that I've noticed that thematically, you know, Absolute Platform, which has been out there for a long period of time, uh, for those people who don't know, um, it takes advantage of the um, uh, embedded uh, firmware that's in over 500 million devices out there chiefly pcs of all different brands and stripes which is an amazing number but what i noticed thematically is that covid 19 which has been really hanging over the world for the last eight or nine months that even that has influenced frankly some of the development um, with this new release and, and presumably future functionality so could you talk a, just a little bit about that in terms of about from a product management standpoint how you look at the market how you look at different trends in the marketplace, and certainly you know, work at home has exploded uh, over the last eight or nine months, and it's obviously a very, very big thing, not only from a productivity standpoint, but from a security uh, standpoint as well. You know, Companies really care about, frankly, protecting their devices uh, when they're in, in someone's home. So can we talk a little bit about that in terms of the relationship between, let's say, current events and what you're doing from a, from a future standpoint for, and, and, from a road, and the, uh, looking at the roadmap broadly?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just just like everyone out there, absolute internally has had to adjust our our working environment and have seen the same obstacles that a lot of our customers have seen with uh, a critical application uh, uh breaking in the field and and without it being on the network having uh fewer options to be able to repair that remotely as we try to spend a lot of our time in product management with customers uh, I used to I used to joke around when people asked me where I was based. I would say economy plus, uh, but really that that whole uh, that whole ed- way of interacting with our customers has changed so much. Uh, we 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 do this now over virtual uh, user summits and uh, and even just going through the event of of talking to customers. You really start to see the things that are weighing on them uh, during uh, during remote working environment either. Uh, They've got their own kids in the background. Uh, They've got teenagers who have to get online for some uh, assignments and they can't get online because of some problem. And so they end up using their their parents' work machine because they've got to get their assignments done. And we hear that and we see that as we're talking with customers and and continue to ensure that we're maintaining uh, uh, support for similar features in our product. Uh, uh, Kind of a last big one that we've noticed is really around VPN, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of perception out there whether or not your VPN supports uh, uh, dual tunnels or not. There's still a perception that VPN slows down your network. And so people don't join VPN unless they have to, which means that uh, they are either downloading critical customer data onto their machines because they don't feel like they can rely on being able to access that through, uh, through VPN. And now that the kids are using their devices to, uh, to get assignments done and, and those devices are now, now browsing sites that, that they would otherwise never be on. Uh, so there's a, a potential increase in, in malware at the same time that there's more critical data on those devices. Uh, but, but more importantly, even then, those VPN tools start breaking. And when they break, uh, it's even harder for uh, an IT admin remotely to address that device when they can't connect it to any of their corporate tools. And so as we've seen our customers go through those struggles, just like we've seen our own IT uh, go through those struggles, we've really changed our priorities and changed a lot of our focus and, and our use cases and the way that we test our product to ensure that we're continuing to support those use cases.
0: You know, and, and let's focus on uh, you know, two or three features that are, is really, um, you know, uh, the, the big hitters of this new 7.14 release. And I really want to start with the uh, web usage trends capability and the ability to be monitored because that, that is a big deal. I mean, sc- whether it's schools, educational institutions, businesses, you've got now, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people you know, working from home and understanding how devices are being used and what websites you're going to, uh, to uh, is a big, big deal. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, I think companies have struggled with, you know, managing that to make sure that the devices are being used in an appropriate way. So let's talk a little bit about for a minute or so of how the web uses trends capabilities used
1: yeah that's a a great question and this is one of those feature sets where we built it for one intention uh, but what we see customers use it for is really a plethora of of different diverse use cases Um, so we originally built it as i mentioned for education to start with uh, so that that teachers and administrators could be looking at the effectiveness of some of their online tools uh, as as uh, the students are using one-to-one devices or so, wanting to understand how much are they using their devices in school versus out of school. And that was its original intent. Uh, but what it's been used for is, is pretty interesting. We have some customers on our in our enterprise side who have expressed interest and now are starting to, as we just released this a couple weeks ago, starting to collect the data for them to help better understand their uh, employees' work nature. I mean, they. It's a, I think that they have full um, confidence that their employees are using their devices in appropriate ways, uh, but they want to understand how to make their employees' work-life balance easier, how to ensure that they're productive. Looking at uh, kind of what people used to call the idea of shadow IT, looking at it from a different lens, which is what are those pro- productivity apps that those end users are using on a day-to-day basis, are they uh, finding their own uh, whiteboard tools and now wanting to to standardize internally on on whiteboard tools? So you can still control uh, some of the data around those tools. That we're seeing uh, customers really want to use those tools to help improve productivity. In other cases, uh, there are, there are customers who are looking at their end users. They're not seeing them sit at their desk every day, and what they really want to understand is our you know, is this, uh, is this person doing a 40 hour week job? Uh, and the unfortunate reality is, is there's a lot of people sitting at home that are not necessarily getting everything done that they need to get done. And the evidence is they're not sitting in front of their machine, uh, getting the work done. And so, uh, kind of on the other end of that spectrum, we see, uh, customers wanting to look at that purely for understanding why end users are not. Um, and, and employees are not working every day. And then, uh, as you mentioned kind of early on, there is a bit of security and, and assuring that the devices are being used for appropriate means. Uh, when, again, when those devices are not sitting in, uh, in, on a, a floor with open cubicles or some open seating area and people are using those devices in their, in their living rooms or dining rooms or their own studies, Uh, There is some concern that those devices are being used inappropriately, and and really the fear there is some of that inappropriate use also opens those devices up to uh, potential additional malware or additional risk. And where we kind of talked about earlier why that risk is is such a big deal, uh, because these devices are getting more and more uh, customer data and uh, uh, sensitive data put on them. Uh, to, to combat the issue of VPN and at the same time are falling further and further behind with patching.
0: Now, the, the other big feature is, this, you know, and you referenced it before, is the software in, inventory monitoring feature. And it's always been surprising to me how IT departments would spend enormous amounts of their budget on application software licenses and they don't have a good handle on software inventory. You know, it's just shocking to me somehow how how prevalent that problem is. So talk to us a little bit about how the software inventory functionality of 7.14 can benefit an IT manager.
1: Yeah, great question. So um, as we have a otherwise unbreakable tether to that endpoint, we continue to look for more ways to add value sitting on top of that. And and, uh, the first big one is providing more visibility and more insights onto what's on that machine. Uh, and so for a lot of our customers, they see us as the source truth for their hardware inventory, and we want to make sure that they are able to extend that uh, to their software inventory as well. Uh, they are either responsible for going through audits with some of their software vendors, uh, and uh, not to name any, but there's a, a couple that that's definitely uh, every IT department fears getting audited by. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to make sure that they have a good source of truth that they can prove this is the device. Uh, this is when that application was installed. This is uh, the last time we inventoried it. It's still there. This is the total count. Uh, this is where those devices are geographically, being able to combine that uh, install information with other details about the device, like the number, the, the number and type of processors on it or the uh, uh the for example potentially even um uh, windows version or os version uh just so they can also start understanding where those applications as they need to go through upgrades or or uh roll out new versions, uh which machines are currently running a current version that are not capable of running the new version because they don't have enough RAM and they don't have enough uh, uh hard disk space or so they don't have a fast enough processor. Uh, So we see a lot of uh, really good use cases around providing deeper inventory around software, uh, but all of it built on top of our unbreakable tether.
0: Right. And I also see it, by the way, as as a capability that helps an organization save money. You know, they can find out if licenses are not being used, if devices are not being used for whatever reason for a particular application. So there's obviously, I think there's some cost savings um, benefits associated with that as well. So uh, there is a couple of other features I do want to hit before we kind of wrap it up, and that is uh, the application persistence um, element that you mentioned a couple of um, minutes ago, and I want to talk a little bit about the word persistence because not many folks, I mean, obviously, if you're a, a, an, applica- an application persistence user with with uh, with Absolute's platform, you know what it does, but for the benefit of the audience, uh, Jason, talk to us about why persistence it's such a powerful feature. Let's just start there.
1: Sure. Well, let's talk, uh, maybe I'll start with our persistence below uh, the firmware, uh, below the OS and the firmware. And the definition of persistence is it keeps coming back. It doesn't matter what happens to it, what tries to break it. It just keeps coming back over and over and over and over. And we started almost- at the core of
0: our... You almost make it sound like uh, it's a Dracula-like feature, but I'm I'm joking. This is the day before that. It always comes back. But go ahead. It's the weeble
1: wobble of features. Yeah. The um, the we start uh, our whole company really uh, for the last. 15, 20 years, has been solely focused on ensuring no matter what somebody does to a device, if they have total, complete physical access and admin access to a device, that we persistently maintain a control point for the administrator. And a few years ago, we really tried to extend that persistence beyond keeping our own agent healthy and uh, to, to looking at the other critical applications that, and really by applications, I mostly mean IT and security tools, uh, that our customers also rely on, uh, on those endpoints, whether they're device management tools or antivirus tools or, uh, DLP tools, etc. uh, that they rely on those tools being healthy. And as we do a lot to keep our own product healthy, uh, beginning with a, a true kind of point of trust below the OS and the firmware, we want to be able to extend that to other applications. And so we do that by monitoring, not just is that application installed or not just does this file match some checksum of a file, uh, but we really look at a lot of the things that are indicators of a unhealthy application. And we do this by understanding exactly how that application runs, what makes it healthy, what makes it break, and then uh, not only how to detect that it's broken, but most importantly, how to fix it, uh, and how to replace pieces of it, uh, or, or, or how to uh, update the services that that application relies on uh, that we keep that application healthy and running uh, so that the IT admins, once they install it, they don't have to think about it anymore. It just continues to function kind of like taking the idea of a gold image and turning it into a diamond image, one that's hardened and, and uh, fully clear. Uh, uh, what we're really doing with application persistence is the same thing we've done with our own agent for 15 years, uh, but extending that to those other key uh, tools. And in this release, uh, we released two more uh, of those applications. As I mentioned before, uh, Global Protect and Netscope uh, both of those uh, applications that a lot of our current customers use, uh, both of those applications that some of our partners uh, also go to market with and, and promote. So we're continuing almost every release, uh, adding a handful of new applications to our ever-growing library.
0: And I, I mean, all the, the interesting thing is about that, too, is that this application's persistence capability you just uh, uh, it's very it's almost impossible frankly for other companies to emulate that capability because they're not in the firmware absolute capability is actually embedded in the firmware in, in you know a half a billion device uh, half a billion devices and that's such a big number that um, i think that's one of the key reasons why absolute customers really are thrilled with the feature because you can't you can't you can't enable that without having it enabled below the operating system, which is enabled via the firmware in every device that's out there. Um, last question for you, or actually a couple of questions for you, uh, is, uh, and this is our thought, um, orthogonal to the discussion. A new mobile app was, uh, was announced by Absolute um, a, a few weeks ago. I want to talk a little bit about that because we live in a mobile world. Everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody's got a tablet. How does the uh, new mobile app um, uh, really benefit users who are using the Absolute platform?
1: yeah it's really it's it's a great tool for our administrators to be able to immediately take action uh, to understand the status of a of a device and take action on it uh, from from their from their phone uh, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter if they are within arm's reach of their of their computer and can log into the console they always have the ability uh, when they get a call about a missing device so they get a call about a uh, a device that's been stolen, uh, that they can immediately take action on uh, on securing that device, securing the data on that device, and uh, also just overall understanding the risk point of that device. Uh, so if they are at the grocery store, uh, I would love to say if they were at their their in-laws house for Thanksgiving. Although I know a lot of us are trying to do uh, really be be socially conscious and and not. Uh, and not crowd too much, um, we still want to make sure that wherever they are in the world, they can secure the devices that they're responsible for. And the mobile app goes a long way to, to providing that anywhere access.
0: No, that, 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 we live in a mobile world, you know, and the fact that that capability now can be accessed with a very simple and intuitive mobile app is terrific because, it, like you said, it allows um, users who, you know, have the platform to, re- to really engage with the, the, the platform in a real-time manner. If something happens, they get alerted immediately, and, uh, you know, they can take the appropriate action. Uh, last question about the 7.14 release, uh, Jason. How do customers get it?
1: Uh, existing customers don't have to do anything. As a SaaS platform, uh, every time we release, we, we automatically update our back end uh, is if their devices are set to auto upgrade, uh, we send down the, the updated bits to our agents on those devices and the upgrade in place for those customers who have a change control process and have pinned their agent to certain versions uh, they can go through their own internal testing. And when they're ready, uh, just change the version on their devices and we take care of the rest. It's a really it's a really easy process for customers to stay up to date with our latest features
0: because we do it for them. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. And that's what the IT and security people like. They like easy peasy. But- Jason, thanks for joining me for today's podcast. For more information about the 7.14 release, please visit the Absolute website at www.absolute.com. For future updates and to subscribe to future podcasts, please follow Absolute Software on our social media partner list. That's Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And until next time, have a great week.